touching the keyboard for Frank because Frank fucked around and fucked up everything up. Bro, let me tell you, you say three, two, one. I hear you click every time before you say record. Like I hear it happen every time. Yeah. <laughs> every time you be like three, two, one, click record. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. At least you got my All timing right. down, so that's good. I I I heard it. I probably noticed it more now because we did so many restarts. Oh okay. But but yeah. All right. Hopping right in, ladies and gentlemen, and all those in between and outside of those constructs. Welcome to another episode of the Samurai Professionals Podcast, the podcast where two young professionals bring issues to the table. And y'all know, we chop this shit up. I'm your host, Marvin, a.k.a. Young Saint, a.k.a. Mr. Flexo and Alexo, about to make your best hoe my next hoe. The type of nigga you thought you could step over, your girl tastes better in the morning like a slice of pizza, bro. He ain't, ain't never, never have a problem, a problem with leftovers. leftovers. Tell him again, Frank. He ain't never have a problem with leftovers. Hey, Frank! Frank hyping me up now because me and his oh no 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 he's not doing not this not hyping. <laughs> so, hey, so Frank only hyping me up right now because because on a phone call yesterday, me and his wife was like, "Bro, you know, I be I be I be shouting." At, Frank come on here and do a whole poetry session. He do he have an open book. It be like little drums in the background. Frank do a whole poetry session every episode. That nigga, I get that nigga finger snaps. I be echoing and shit. I be filling in the blanks, finishing his sentences and shit. That nigga be giving me the driest. Like, yo. I gave you a mirror, mirror, mirror that one time. That was after, you mirror, mirror, mirror after I was like, damn, bro, you ain't give me nothing. Oh, no, not that. that's not true. We got to go back and listen. I gave you a mirror, mirror, mirror. Yeah, whatever, man. <laughs> So he only hyping me up because his wife finally was like, yeah, you know what, Marvin, I finally agree with you. She never agrees with me. But she finally agreed with me and was like, That was is like, not Damn. true. I take criticism and I be I get better. I listen. That's what that is. You're not going to give me points for listening and doing better? Nah, nigga, I've known you for too long. I know you don't listen. <laughs> the fuck? Anyway... <laughs> Mr. Unproblematic, but I'm still a problem. Ready to turn sundress season into undress season. Datman Beyond. Charles Flex Xavier. Nice, Captain that's annoying. African America. We aim for the head. We don't aim to please. Okay. Yeah, you know, I, okay. I, I tried to do a little something this week because, you know, Frank about to break out a whole new verse on this <laughs> shit. No, not this week. Next week, though. I, I okay. give a new verse okay. next week. We already pressed. We already pressed for time. So the latest CDC recommendation is a dose of me because I'm your boy Vax Kellerman and the man to the right of me can only be. He who remains 45s and singles, I still make it precipitate with loose change. When it's zero chance of rain, Kang Wang with this, Slick Rick the ruler, I conquer all worlds, oh and then some. Low key oh, ain't nobody fresher than me. I can only be who I say I be. Who else but me? The F and F and D. Let's chop it up. Ooh. You didn't even hit me with a Frank. Let's chop it up. I didn't. I changed that last line up a little bit. You changed the last line by not saying your name. Perfect. Yeah. (laughs) But y'all knew where it went. Y'all knew it was was Frank already. All right. All All right. right. For the new listeners, it's Frank. Let's chop it up. Okay, it's Frank. (laughs) <laughs> all right y'all we ain't go we ain't gonna hold you too long i know y'all missed us last week frank had some things going on i had some things going on and we couldn't get to y'all 
it, it pained us. We we really struggled. We were to the wire trying to trying to find some time to, to to squeeze in a pod, and it just it just wasn't working out for either one of us. I mean, that's the lives of two working professionals. It's not like the the pod is paying any bills, and it's not. This is not me complaining. It's just hey, sometimes life happens, and when it do. We have to respond, but we do appreciate y'all sticking with us. We do, we do. But well, I even seen, yeah, I even seen some listeners talking shit, talking about they was gonna jump us for not for not you know dropping the pod on a Monday and how we need to tell them. But come on, y'all. I mean, there's bigger problems out here. You know, the Delta variant and all her soul roars are out here. Like it's it's it shit ain't easy out here right now, bruh. That variant is doing numbers. Oh, oh, she doing numbers. Let me, let me, more specifically, Florida doing numbers. Florida hit another record. We're talking for the whole pandemic. Florida hit another record again this week. Twice they beat a record of new cases. That is ridiculous. We, we've been at this over a year now. And there's been a vaccine now. I can understand if we still didn't have a vaccine and we, and people still wasn't following protocols, then it's like, okay, I get it. But damn, we have a vaccine out. We already know what the protocols are. If you're not vaccinated, wear a mask. Hell, even if you are vaccinated, niggas still wear a mask. Wear a mask, nigga. Please. It's 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 not the hardest thing. I mean, it's annoying as shit. Even I hate wearing the fucking mask. But bruh, come on now. Come on now. At this point, it's almost like second nature to put it on before you go out your house. You almost feel naked. When you realize you don't have your mask on, you feel naked a little bit. Like, oh, shit. Yeah, you touch your face and be like, oh, shit, motherfuckers can see my mouth. Let me hurry up and run back to my car and grab the shit. (laughs) Hey, (laughs) let me tell you. You know when you you don't have your mask and you kind of don't notice, you know what really give give it away is... Niggas be staring dead at your mouth, and you and you you start rubbing your face like what the fuck? Like yeah. <laughs> you start talking like you just rub your face. You realize, oh shit, I don't got my mask on. That's exactly what gives it away. How people look at you, like hold on, I'm getting weird stares. Oh shit, my face is yeah. Naked. This ain't my normal. This ain't my normal. Oh, it's a black nigga in here. <laughs> like it's something up, right? It's a black nigga that looks contagious. Stare. Nah, okay, let me put on this mask and and make people uh-huh. comfortable again. Hell yeah. Who would have thought that'd be the day where I got the mask up to make you feel comfortable? Hey, let me tell you when I, when we first started, um, when COVID first dropped, <laughs> like like as an album, when COVID first dropped, man, I ain't know what to do. like. So I was trying to find like a mask that could fit my beard, and I couldn't do the regular mask, so I ended up getting one of those like motocross like like ski masks. Mm-hmm. Man, let me tell you, the fact that I was driving... Because, you know, we didn't know how bad COVID was. We were scared it was outside. Like, if you stepped outside, you could get COVID. So we used to put... Like, we used to wear our masks right from the door. Right. Man, when I tell you, I used to be... I was driving... I'm driving in my in my Lexus truck, driving down, down 27th Avenue. People looking at me like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Depending on how far my destinations are, I'm one of those weirdos that don't take off the mask if I ain't driving too far. If I'm finna be in the car about five minutes, I'll leave the mask on. I'll drive those five minutes with the mask on. Yeah. And I'm one of them niggas who be making fun of you weirdos for wearing your mask in the car. It's just you, nigga. I know. My <laughs> brother makes you. fun of me all the time. He's like, nigga, who, who is you masking up for? It's like, dog, sometimes it, I feel like it takes too much work to take the mask off and put it back on. I just leave it on. It ain't bothering but future me, so to- fuck it. Future told y'all, mask off. You been telling y'all. Right. Yeah. 
That's probably why niggas ain't listening now. Nope. Y'all don't let the Illumin niggas take over take over your brain. That's exactly what she it is. Crazy. But speaking of niggas taking over, you seen that versus? Oh, okay. We can go. We can go there. That wasn't a transition I was gonna go with. But you, you, you good? You good? You getting better? You getting better. I'm get, I ain't good as you though, but I'm getting there. Now you getting there? You getting there, Bruh. I, I just we gotta add a new nigga to the list. L- what list? Okay, so we got Ted Bundy, Jeffrey Dahmer, John Wayne Gacy, Jack the Ripper. Okay. The Zodiac Killer. Okay. And Jada fucking kiss. If I could do his laugh, I would have did it right there. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I'm surprised how well you did that. <laughs> I mean, I'm, sadly, I have not Were done that practicing? in over like... I haven't done that shit since high school. And for some reason, <laughs> that happened so natural. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> Don't apologize. That was a good one. Bro, a serial killer. Bruh. I don't care. This isn't even going to be one of them conversations where me and Frank rehash our top three verses. We're oh, we know this one is the this. top. We, we, ain't no, we don't need to discuss. Ain't no need. Because this by far, I don't give a fuck what you say, was the best, for my generation personally, was the best verses, hands down, period, had me glued in from start to fucking finish. I think with this versus... Jada Kiss showed a lot of people a few things. One, he showed the locks ain't to be fucked with, that they have a serious catalog. But two, when it comes to this versus format, it ain't before, like, when the when the both artists were in separate rooms at the, at, the, at the height of the pandemic, it was pretty much hit for hit. Now that y'all could be in the same room, it ain't about just hit for hit. Because no. this dude was playing, like, B-side songs. It's about the energy you bring. It's about how you control the crowd. It's about how you control the room. It's about your presence. And when I say that nigga sucked up all the air in the room, them niggas from Dipset couldn't breathe. They couldn't walk on that stage without bumping into a nigga from the locks. Well, first of all, they couldn't walk on that stage without bumping into any amount of grown-ass niggas who wouldn't get the fuck off. (laughs) Bro, when I say they weren't playing no games... But I mean, Jada did that. Nah, he did. You know, I came in honestly. I ain't gonna lie to you. So, you, I mean, you, we grew up, we grew up together. You, I came in, not saying Dipset was gonna run away with it, but I came in with the mindset that oh, Dipset gonna win. Like this is a this is this is a Dipset win. Like I, I fucks with Jada. I fucks with the Locks, Styles P. I think Styles P is one of the most underrated rappers in the world. Right. But I came in thinking like, this is Dipset's, this Dipset's versus to lose. You know what I'm saying? Like, y'all know, y'all heard it like a billion times on this podcast. Jay-Z's my guy. I fuck with The Rock. So all the niggas from Beans to, to, to Cam, to Jim, to Jewels, to, to Chris and Neat. Like, I, I, I fuck with all the niggas. You know what I'm saying? Rock Nation. Uh, Rockefeller. Rockefeller. Well, you know what I mean. Before it was Rock Nation. Rockefeller, I get you. Dame doing a little Dame dance and shit. Like that that was my shit. So I I expected, I expected them to run away with it a little bit. Not run away, but you know, to get one. 
But I should have known. I mean, even at the beginning, I was scoring it a little bit more for Dipset at the beginning. But I should have paid attention because this nigga came in wearing a T-shirt for T-shirts and Tims. He came in there to fight. Yeah. Jada came in there to throw. The, the, All of the them locks had came on fighting in attire. Regular. All of them. Regular. Just, just in case something might, something might pop off. And they look like they did push-ups before the show. Oh, yes. Hell <laughs> just yeah. saying. Hell yeah. Even though Jada Kiss, I don't care. Ever since somebody told me that Jada Kiss looked like, like your um, your your butch lesbian auntie, like ever since I heard that, bro, like I can't unsee it. Especially now that he's growing his hair again. Yeah. Yes. And he won't really line it up, like you know, like a. Oh man. But that's a conversation right, for another day. Conversation for another day. But Jada's an assassin. I don't care what nobody say. Oh, he is. And I thought, what happened? No, I'm saying I'm agree with you. He is. Yeah, man, because I go like, you know, dipset, you know, sometimes you don't line shit up correctly in your brain, right? Like, dipset is the, the swaggy dudes who, who would come through, you know, they hit you with a couple punchlines, you know, that ooey gooey, stripes with Louie, say what's up to Boosie. Like, that type of, that's, that's how Cam and them rhyme. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's their mode. And I don't know, for some reason, on that stage, them niggas came to play. You could tell they came to play. They came to just sit around, do some jokes. Them niggas ain't even... You can, I can tell you straight up, Dipset ain't even rehearsed. No. You can't even tell me they came to rehearse. Them niggas just brought their CD. <laughs> like, that's, that's what them niggas did. I think Dipset did everything wrong. Because much like yourself... Prior to the verses, I I had it scored. I, I can't say I had a score, but I thought Dipset was going to win. I thought this battle, I had it going in. I had the mindset of like the Jeezy and uh, Gucci Mane verses where the New York crowd would probably have a different score or a different set of opinions because both groups were, you know, New York groups. However, I felt globally or nationwide, Dipset had a a bigger impact. I a larger following. I mean, right. I to mean, be honest, I can they had recall. A larger following. You were just you were just assume. Yeah, because I recall more of their songs on 106 and Park on the top list. I remember at Jackson, Dipset was in heavy rotation. Everybody liked Dipset, and like you said, the niggas the, had the little the little skull chains, the skull yeah, little rocker chains, and wearing shit. fitted caps with the bandana under it. Like they were a movement. Like people was literally jocking their style. I remember those those expensive ass Averex jacket with all the stitching in them that people wanted. Ooh. It never got cold enough to wear it, but people still bought it. You know what I mean? Frank, Frank, I feel like you had now who had an Averex jacket? I was about to was say I ain't you, never you had, had money like jacket? that. I had those nah, NASCAR nah. jackets. <laughs> Them NASCAR, <laughs> them NASCAR jackets that run your cool 100. I had hey. that. Them Average hey. jackets, though? I, yo, you say that, and I can picture you in that Eminem NASCAR jacket right now. I had an Eminem one, a black Eminem one, and I had a, a, a brown UPS one. I thought I was doing it. I wasn't. I really wasn't. But them Average jackets, though, I mean, that was like a $500 jacket. Like, ain't, ain't nobody got time for that. I mean, nah, it ain't get no colder like than 60 niggas. degrees either? Come on, now. I, I can't spend no money like that on a jacket. That's a whole school outfit budget for the school year. Nah, I'm straight. Nah. With shoes. With shoes. Tell them. <laughs> <laughs> but what I mean by 
Dipset doing everything wrong, for one, they show no cohesion on stage. Like, they just look like three niggas who made a song together. Like, they didn't show, like, <laughs> they didn't show like they liked each other like that. They didn't show they fucked with each other. Like, somebody pointed out when the, when Jada Kiss was spitting bars or when any other Locks member was spitting bars, when that person stopped to catch a breath or stopped to let the crowd chime in, the other members kept rapping it. Like, at no point you heard their, their CD play or whatever. Matter of fact, it wasn't, they didn't even have a CD playing. Their DJ just played the beat. It was all them. You heard them rapping their own lyrics. Yeah. Whereas Dipset, when, like, for, for example, when they were singing, when they were playing the song, I'm Ready or whatever, you could clearly hear the track being played and them yelling over it. In a live show, that's different. Like, people want to hear you. They don't want to hear your CD. Hey, when Jada, Jada said, hey, they they screaming over the track. Like, y'all could have listened to this shit in the car. Y'all ain't had to come. We, y'all ain't had to come to the garden to hear this shit. Bruh. That nigga woke up that morning choosing violence. When that nigga took Jewel's bandana and threw that bitch so to the floor, I said, oh, shit. <laughs> Bro, I love that when shit. I was, that to you. When he was spitting the balls from that song and he said, niggas go to prison to get their teeth fixed and pointed at Jewels, I said, damn, why he do that? <laughs> damn. <laughs> Y'all know Jewels a little sleuth mouthed. <laughs> you know, his mouth just, it leaned left, you know. Damn. Man, and that then shit. he had the nerve to wear that ugly Virgil Gucci hat instead of getting his grill fixed for this show. Like, bro, the money you put into that hat, that hat is a hat, do-rag, and bandana all in one. I'm pretty sure it costs a grip. You had money to spend on that shit? Nigga, you could have took that same money to a dentist and had them hook you up. Damn. I mean, you only missing, like, what, the top four, the top eight? That can't run you that much, can it? Kim Bella, Kim Bella spending all the, all the body money. Man, her body been done. I mean, shit, nigga, you could probably put that teeth on what's some apps like Affirm or what's the other one? That buy now, pay later shit? Like, you could finance that motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) Not finance a grill. God damn. Could have been like, yo, I got this big show at the garden. Motherfuckers need to hear me speak. I can't sound like I got an S in every word. I mean, hook your boy up. I'll shout y'all out. Right? <laughs> it's going to be a million plus people watching. I'll shout y'all out. You got to. Because for the past two years, we all heard you sound this. What you call them? Sleuth mouth. Sleuth mouth. We all heard you sound sleuth mouth. <laughs> that's, grand- that's what my grandfather would, would call him. Imagine <laughs> if you would have came on stage and he would have sound like the normal Jewels. The whole crowd would have been like, oh, shit. This nigga brought teeth with him, boy. He came to play. That nigga biting, boy. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> now you over here, teeth still missing, bandana on the floor. Niggas punking you on stage. You going out bad, fam. You still skinny. Niggas doing push-ups. You can't whoop them. <laughs> <laughs> you can't whoop them. Nah, man, but, man, I really, like I said, I just, I was not expecting, I'm in my group chat. You know, arguing back and forth, me and my me and my homeboy, we going back and forth about it. Um, and I'm like, I just, it's not 
like even as I'm like certain songs just mean something to me. You know what I'm saying? Like I grew up on certain Dipset songs, so those hit a little harder for me. But after a while, it was like, yeah, but y'all niggas, y'all y'all niggas not bringing it. Like he bring like he bringing it. That nigga right there, he's bringing it. Y'all niggas not really. The curl ain't curling all the way over. And you know what's crazy? And you could say this for both sides. But honestly, the locks had some songs that they could have played that could have really bumped in a versus. And they chose not to play them. Like Jadakiss has a song with Bubba Sparks, They Ain't Ready, that uh, Timberland produced the beat. That's a banger. He didn't play that. Jadakiss and Styles P has a song with uh, Lil Jon, Knocking Heads Off. That's one of my favorite songs from, from, that's one of my favorite songs, period, to be honest with you. They didn't play that shit. Hmm. I mean, there's a lot of shit they could have did. Same with Dipset. Dipset had a lot they could have pulled from. Like, dude, why the fuck y'all didn't play this? Like, Cam didn't even play Never Scared Remix. He's on that shit. I would have fucking played that. Cam, honestly, honestly, I don't think that Dipset needed to. They honestly could have played every song that they played, right? And had they done it correctly, they probably could have won. Just that, no, I take that back. Jada came with an energy that was going was to take to over say, that room regardless. It, it, they could have still, okay, they could have still played the songs they played. They just should have had better stage presence. That coming oh, yeah, out. 100%. That coming out with the beach chair shit and, and lounging out like you not in a battle, like you like you finna coast on these niggas. When these niggas come out, like you said, they came out in fighting clothes. And I mean, they was in literally in your faces. They weren't wearing no COVID masks, no N95s on stage. Them niggas was in your face. And y'all responded poorly. You got one nigga falling off the stage. You got one nigga getting his bandana snatched. You got one nigga that's being harassed on the beach chair. Like, all y'all niggas losing right now. The beach chair bit, they was trying to say it's going to be... It was too much setup for, oh, this is going to be a day at the beach. That one simple-ass joke. Niggas couldn't get the chair set up in time. They tell they had just picked up that chair from five and below. <laughs> like, you could say, just, the shit just wasn't working. I just, I don't know, man. I just, they, they tried to come on and be the funny guys, and they're funny. And I'm not, I'm not saying I, I it, what they did didn't make me enjoy the verses any less. It was just as entertaining as I thought it was going to be. But man, it could have, I, I would have liked them to have brung it a little bit more. And and before and before we close out on this, I want to address all them grown ass niggas acting like groupie assholes who stood up there when they was like, "Hey, the stage is about to fall. Y'all niggas got to get off." And niggas standing up there like a, like a, like a like a true asshole. Like, uh uh-uh, uh, I'm not getting off. I'm staying right here until uh, I know Jewels. If Jewels don't come tap me, I ain't moving. Like, that's how them niggas was acting. They're like, I'm not moving. He can't be talking to me. Yeah, that is some bullshit. Nigga, you ain't got a microphone. You serve no purpose. I mean, you ain't helped Jewels when he snatched that bandana off while you still want to stand on stage. Grown-ass niggas out there with their shirt off, standing, holding on. I'm like, what the fuck are we watching? That was, I ain't gonna lie, low-key, <laughs> it was some ghetto bullshit that I appreciated. <laughs> like, but it was like, 
Come on, y'all. We all been to this party where niggas be doing too much, about to fuck the whole party up. They got to threaten to shut the shit down. It's always at least three of them niggas at a party. Always. Guaranteed. About to fuck up everybody's money. Nah, nigga, I paid for this. I still got two more drink tickets. You better chill the fuck out. <laughs> Crazy, but man. But shout out to Jadica. Shout out to the locks. That man's streaming jumped up 200% since, the, since that versus. So... Again, shout out to Jada. Top, I think four of his um four of his albums are in, are are back in rotation, like the top two hundred on iTunes now. Oh, that's what's that's up. That's crazy. All off of the verses. Play no games with these niggas, man. None at all. I'm just I'm happy to see it. That's all. I, that's all I got to say on it. I'm just happy to see it. Same here. Same here. This episode of the Samurai Professionals podcast is brought to you by our proud sponsor, FND. FND, we're more than just clothing. We are the culture, we are the people, we are you. Visit us at FND.com. That's E F E N D E E.com. To save 10% on all purchases, use coupon code Samurai Pro at checkout. Speaking of other niggas doing other dumb shit on a on a stage, I guess because we was gone last week, we really didn't address it, and we're really not going to address what I mean. By now, everybody knows what the baby said. By now, everybody knows the bullshit the baby has done all fucking week, all of last week. I just kind of want to address the apology or the lack thereof in the apology. You you. You look a little lost. No, no, no. I, I'm waiting for you to, because that's what I want to talk about. So your boy, Jonathan Kirk, a.k.a. the baby. That's his name. Okay. Jonathan Kirk. Yeah. He released the, what I'm assuming he thinks was an apology on social media. Uh, it was a, it was on some black, you know, it was on a little black ba- background. It wasn't a normal iOS press release where niggas write it in their notes and then screenshot it and post it on Instagram. Um, that's what the read calls it An iOS press release Here's how he starts it Social media moves so fast That people want to demolish you Before you even have a ch- Before you even have an opportunity to grow Educate and learn from your mistakes That's not Like I'm gonna stop right there Because that's the, at the start That's not the way you start an apology No not at all You know all. you apologize You take ownership You don't You gotta acknowledge media, Take ownership And then you know Acknowledge, take ownership, and then you let the person know why you're apologizing. Exactly. You don't start it off saying social media moves so fast, they ain't give you a chance to do better. Because you want to know what? The motherfuckers did. Nigga, every day for an entire week, you got on and said some dumb shit and some dumb shit and some dumb shit. So, and as a fan, like I, I, I like the baby's music. I'm not, I'm not sitting up here as like, oh, this dude is the worst, and this is dude that. It was just dumb, and you kept making dumber and dumber decisions. It just was blowing my mind. Like, fire your publicist. Like, you need to fire your publicist. I'm, honestly, if you had one, I'm about to say with these actions, I don't think he has one. Oh, and, he has to. Yes, he he's too big an artist. His 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 whole his whole I don't know man. his whole label 
has like has a publisher. They probably just couldn't get his phone away. They probably was taking his phone. That nigga was logging in on his iPad, saying some more shit. Taking his phone away, he was logging in on his baby mama shit. Taking his phone away, he probably called Danny Lay and say, "Hey, two two way me. Real, I mean, Facetime me so I can get on live real quick." <laughs> like that's the type, every like, that angle nigga was he can find, on. huh? Bro, there's no way. There's no way that. The people who depend on him, the publishers, the the managers, and all that, were allowing this shit to go on because it kept getting, it kept getting worse. You can't continue to double down on shit. And that's the thing. Before he got to that apology, I want to say he doubled down on it like twice. Um. And it took a lot. It took a lot for him to get to that apology. I don't know how much he lost up until that apology, but I want to say as of as of now, when we're recording, it's been reported that. He lost about ten to fifteen million in show money that he could have because he was booked for like large, uh, large That's concerts, cool. like back to back to back. Like he was gonna be pretty busy for the rest of this year. And again, he just kept putting his foot in his mouth. Like one thing he said on on his Instagram story, he said, and I quote: "These niggas really think they're gonna influence people to stop fucking with the influence, meaning himself. He's the influence." Then he says, they go crazy about what I say, not y'all. I got the influence and I got the nuts, nigga. Y'all niggas cheerleaders. Bruh, you have to understand, like, you not the first big artist that says something stupid. You're not going to be the last. You are not bigger than a culture, especially the culture that you're, that you've insulted. I mean, at this point, if you don't have a clue how strong the LGBTQ plus community is when it comes to, you know, standing up for themselves and getting their point across, then I don't know what to tell you. We've seen right. it time and time again where somebody says something ignorant about uh, about this group of people, and soon enough, they're swallowing their words because, again, you have no idea who's part of that community. On top of that, you don't know... The spending power and at this in this country, money talks. You don't quite understand the spending power of that community, and it's not just the people that's in that community. It's people who fuck with that community as well. So you may not be gay or trans or whatever yourself, but I mean, if you have a brother, sister, somebody you care for, you're going to side with them, and you're not going to put money towards anything that hurts them. Dude, we all know somebody who's part of that community. So out of respect to them, we're not going to fuck with this. And you'd be, well, I bet he's surprised now that, damn, how much money he lost. All because some stupid shit he said on stage trying to hype the crowd up. That was completely unnecessary. (laughs) You wasn't trying to introduce a song. It wasn't a part of a freestyle. You just came out of nowhere. Dude sucking dick in a parking lot. Like, why are you thinking about that? Whoa. What did you see out there? (laughs) Bro, what did you see on your way in? Like... That shit doesn't even make sense to me. Like he kept saying it, and I was like, "Like wait, when what? When he went on that rant, it was weird. He talked about AIDS, and I was like, okay, cool, I get it. AIDS is bad. Nobody wants to have AIDS. All right. Then he says, you know, women nah, pussy no, tasting see, like even water. That line, even that line was stupid. It was. And then he went on to say something about women pussy tasting like water, and it's like, okay, yeah, I guess we all like clean vaginas, right? Then he got to the parking lot shit, and it was like. Like you said, like, what did you see out there? Like, what what made you say that? Like, why was your mind even there? You on stage, 
you at a big show, you in Miami, the weather's nice, it ain't, you know, it wasn't raining at the time you was performing. The crowd is vibing, everybody's loving it. And sucking dick in the park lot is on your mind? Why? Because here's my thing. He, he was talking about it was crowd participation stuff. And I, how far are we removed from, from Fat Man Scoop? <laughs> like, like, whatever I say, y'all got to do. Whatever I say, y'all got to do. Whatever I say, y'all got to do. Y'all do, y'all do, y'all do. Like, that's, that's how it worked. You tell them what to do. Hey, ho, hand to the left, <laughs> hand to the right. Like, there's ways to get that shit going. Erica Badu was like, simple shit. Yeah, whatever happened Ladies, to that? Ladies, y'all good? Fellas, y'all all right? <laughs> it could it could it could all it could all be so simple. So if fucking simple. If you got a ten dollar bill, be be quiet. <laughs> like, 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 bro, it's a bunch of ways you could have you could have just addressed some people in the crowd. He chose three of the most wildest, randomest shit. Like, whoa, come on, man. You come on. I don't even want to rehash every word he said. You could have even put it on the DJ, yo, DJ. Man, get a crowd something to dance to. You could have caught your breath. DJ could have played something funky. You could have even danced on stage with the people. Everybody could have been jigging. Hey, y'all know this little number? You could have did a little two-step. Nah, you want to talk about motherfuckers doing shit in the parking lot. Bro. Why? Bro. And, and, and this is after... This is after you did your song that you... That feature you had with Meg with Megan Thee Stallion, and then you brought out Tory Lanez to troll Megan Thee Stallion and all of her... Like, you trying to be a troll, and that shit backfired and got your ass. Then you want to play victim. Oh, yeah. Sad. And remember remember a couple of weeks ago, remember a couple of weeks ago, he was talking about... I don't know if you, if you heard about how him and 50 Cent had... You know, like, that's like his favorite rapper, 50 taking him under the under his wing. And I was like, oh, so now I'm seeing all this tropes. Now I see what you... I see what you're trying to emulate. You know what I'm saying? Like, I see what you... Emulate. That's the word of the day. Emulate. Emulate. Um, <laughs> now I see what you're trying to... I see what you're trying to portray. You Have you heard 50 Cent say shit during this whole thing? No, not at all. Did he say anything? Not at all. But see, that's the thing. If you want to say, I'm going to be a troll like 50, you got to understand, 50 is very smart. A lot of people don't give him credit for how he marketed his, and, and how he did his thing. He was very selective and he was very strategic on who he trolled and why. When he first hit the music scene, he got everybody's attention because he came out with a song called How to Rob. And yep. in that song, he basically named every... Big rapper in New York, and he had a bar spitting on how he would rob him. The reason he did this, he's a smaller rapper. He only needs one of y'all to respond to him. And the person yeah, and the person that responds to him, your fan base is going to hear who you're talking shit to. Thus, go and look for that person and say, hey, let's say if it was Fat Joe, Jadakiss, whoever. Hey, why is Jadakiss dissing this man? Listen to the song. Oh, this is what he said. And now I understand why Jadakiss is dissing him. Now, however, however many hundreds of thousands, a million of millions of fans Jadakiss got, they they just now listen to 50's music. That was his plan. He don't really care about robbing y'all. He does care about the listeners and attention you have. He does want that. That's why he did it. 50 Cent was very tactful in how he trolled. This was similar, not tactful. Similar to, yeah, similar to how uh how Pusha T, the Pusha T Drake situation. Yes. Elaborate. 
the same the same way you just described it. Somebody swinging up. I'm not saying Pusha T is not on the level lyrically as Drake. That's well, not popularity what I'm wise. But when we talking popularity, he's swinging wise, up. He's swinging up, up, and guess what? It worked. Like it got a lot of niggas to listen to that album. Like it, it really did. Yeah. Niggas was gonna listen to it regardless, but it got a lot more people to. Oh, let me give it an ear. Yeah, I want to hear this shit that he said about. I'm about Drake. to say he got a lot of people that wouldn't have listened to it, who wouldn't have gave him because a lot of people just feel, oh, he's just a coke bar rapper. And granted, yes, he does rap about cocaine a lot, but he can actually rap. But your, I would say your average hip hop fan is not gonna pick up a Pusha T CD, or they're not gonna download it because. He he doesn't have the mass appeal that Drake does. Drake is going to capture a lot of people because he appeals to a lot of people. But if you hear a guy or you hear people talking about, yo, this dude just dissed the hell out of Drake, more than likely you're going to want to hear what he said. Yeah. And it didn't hurt that he did a damn good job. Dude. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It didn't hurt. Didn't but, hurt at all. Back to, back to Mr. Kirk, man. It's just like... The, and also... When you, when the people who are backing you up are people who are constantly saying fucked up shit, you should probably step back and be like, damn, little Boosie agree with me? Hold the fuck up. T.I. agree with me? I'm, I'm fucking up. <laughs> like, yeah. you gotta, that's that, that's that moment, that aha moment that should have woke your ass up. Like, what the fuck? Hey, I'm, hey, I'm tripping, tripping. Like, everybody who agreed up. with me on, is on the verge of being canceled. Hell, one of the niggas fighting a trial and shouldn't be talking right now at all. At all. The other nigga is always on the wrong side of history. Always on the wrong side of every discussion. <laughs> that nigga be on the wrong side of the phone half the time. Asking for niggas to come shoot deers and shit. Like, that's the type of nigga you was agreeing with. Yeah, niggas asking people to put their pussy lips on Instagram for $1,000. Nah, damn. <laughs> but, man, I hope... I Honestly... What what I think really affected it's not even the 15 million, 10, 15 million in shows. It's that future money we never heard about. I, I heard it, I was listening to the Joe Budden podcast. And one thing you gotta, one thing I can't say about Joe is that with Joe's being inside of the industry for so long, he can see things from a different perspective. Mm -hmm. And he was like, You don't, I think the real reason is all the bags that he lost that we never heard of, the endorsements that were gonna drop. Mm. Maybe the 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 like, he, nigga might have had a Sprite commercial about to drop. We don't know that. You know what I'm saying? Like, the high-key endorsements. Maybe the nigga was going to get a, a a Jordan deal. Like, you never know what's being worked out in the, on, the, on the back end. And I'm assuming he lost a lot on that back end. Because that front-end money, that, 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 that show money, that's nice. That's where the niggas really make money. But... Man, you, this dude, the baby was the baby was getting like he was up there, like nigga making songs with Dua Lipa and like he was crossing over into that very pop, that pop level. Right. He had potential to do it too. And like when it comes to being animated and having mass appeal, he could have he was following, I would say, Ludacris's footsteps. He could have had the potential, because he has the charisma for somebody to put him on a show or a movie. And I mean, that could have really skyrocketed and took his career to another level. But doing shit like this, like you said, hurt a lot of future bags for him. It did. It did. And, and if he's smart or if he finally, you know, let his publicist take his phone, he's going to go somewhere. He don't need to post another motherfucking thing until Danny Lay dropped that baby and they take a little family photo. Because niggas love babies. It's a new beginning. You're a new person. You could you could re you could rebrand yourself. 
And next song you drop be about how you know you love being a dad. Rebrand. Shut the fuck up for a little bit. Rebrand. Get your shit together. That's the business side of you. Like, get that shit together, bro. Because none of these decisions, these decisions were all emotional. Even if, I don't care what you believe in your mind in the moment. I mean, I care. I hope you do get some education. But for the bag, for the niggas who depend on you, you got to learn to shut the fuck up. And then on top of that, another thing he could do is take the Eminem, Elton John route and make a song with somebody from that community. Right now, the biggest person is a Lil Nas X. I highly doubt that that's going to happen. I'm saying... That nigga not fucking with me. I don't... Again, I don't think it's going to happen either. But if he wants a fast turnaround and he wants a quick redemption story, nigga, do that. He got asked to kiss them. It'll that, almost be equivalent to doubt. Chris Brown performing Man in the Mirror and breaking down crying. Because motherfucker was ready to forgive his ass after that shit. Not going to lie, that was a good performance. I, Especially I him actually, breaking down and crying and not even getting through the whole song. Motherfucker was like, oh man, this nigga look remorseful. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, hey, hey, Chris going through. Yeah, right. <laughs> like we niggas, niggas. He really feel bad about what Chris. he did. This is good. Then yeah. not too long after Carucci was like, nah, he whooped my ass too. Damn, don't do that. And I know this is a horrible way to transition to her greatness, but speaking of that situation. Um, and, and don't ever speak about don't we don't do the Chris Brown Carucci thing on this podcast. Okay? That's a girlfriend in my head. That she is dope. I ain't got nothing but respect for that woman because from the jump, she's been disrespected left and right. Motherfuckers talk shit about her name. Fuck, Charlemagne had the running joke where he would call her something different every time he mentioned her. He would call her Carrot, Kakarot, Khalil, or some other bullshit. And it's like, dog. You're a grown-ass fucking man. Like, why are you even doing this? But anyway, going back to what you were saying. The next person up that we're going to speak about, unfortunately, it was a horrible transition on how her name got man, brought I up. Even, I honestly don't even want to. I honestly don't even want to. I, I but let's do it like this. It. On a brighter note, what's better than one billionaire? Two. What's better than two? Three. That's how many people who... Who Grace Rock Nation, let's say, became billionaires. And that's beyond amazing. Like Jay-Z said on um, you don't listen to 444, but I do. I okay. do. I know what you were referring to. Okay. On 444. Hit you with a two. <laughs> on 444, Jay-Z mentioned we don't judge, we don't measure success about how much money you got. We measure success about how to how much money the people around you got. Now, if that's true, that speaks volumes to Jay-Z. Because he's not associated with not just one billionaire in music, but now two. Um, the newest addition to the Billy party is Rihanna, which also means y'all probably ain't never going to get that album. But congrats Oof. to her. Oof. Y'all better play Anti one more time. Yeah. I mean, she entered a crowded market with Fenty. I mean, she she had to compete with some heavy hitters. I mean, with Fenty clothing, she had to compete against Victoria's Secret, who we've all known. And she did the exact opposite of what Victoria's Secret did. I mean, Victoria's Secret, they had the slim. They had what what what, what people call the typical beauty standard. The light, slim, tall women model their clothes. Rihanna did the exact opposite. She grabbed every person who looked like an everyday person. They looked average. Like, they wouldn't be the person that you would say is a 10 on a dime scale. It was like, hey, these people look like me and you. And she put right. them all in her clothing. And I mean... Just doing that alone, 
everybody fucking felt seen when it came to Rihanna and her products. She started selling on left and right, and she followed that same template with her makeup. And that's where most of her money is. Her most most of her money comes out of the cosmetics. Right. And even then, it was a crowded market. She had to go up against, you know, Mac. Mac. She had to go up against uh what's the um the the car not the Jenner girl. She had a strong makeup line. I forgot not Kendall. Kylie. Kylie, thank you. Um, she had a strong makeup line and she had to go up against all these heavy hitters and she prevailed. Why? Because she saw a market that was often overlooked and she gave them products that were for them. And these people rewarded her with their loyalty and bought her products in droves. Now look, I mean, the market is always going to dictate the winner. If you serve the market right, they'll treat you right. You summed it up perfectly. I appreciate you, sir. I have nothing else to say, but congrats to that woman. Like, man, a Billy off off of your side hustle off your side hustle, you made some more money? Let's go, man. You said some more money. Nigga, that is more than she some was all, more no, money. Dude, she was already... She was uh, like... She, wanna... was, she was already 100 million there. Like, she was already passing. She was two, three hundred million dollars oh, yeah, yeah, that, before man. Fenty jumped in. I mean, dude. Like, the other day, I was looking at um a video where this, this guy, he's showing you the discrepancy between a million and a billion. And it was like, dude... That kind of money is just crazy. Yeah. Like, it's just crazy. Put it like this. He did it in grains of rice where every individual grain of rice was worth, you know, $100,000. And he basically showed, like, look, if you got a billion, you can buy a $5 million house and it it, it, it won't it won't touch your bank. Like, it, it'll affect it. Won't it. Do shit so, to yeah, you. it won't do, literally, it won't do shit to you. That is ridiculous. I can't even begin to fathom what type of lifestyle you can have with having that kind of spending power. But, I mean, shout out to her. Um, shout out yeah. to the country Barbados. They love her over there, and rightfully so. We she does right by that country. I love you. I love you, Rihanna. We love you here. We, yes, we do. I mean, it wouldn't hurt. Just give us a track, a single. I mean, brag about the money. It's something. Just give Just us give something. Me something. Give me something. You know what? Her Jay-Z and Kanye should do a run this town again. Uh, you don't think leave, so? Leave it, leave it where it's at. 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 On that note, Frank, give me your old school vibe of the week. Man, we got to show Kiss some love. On his debut album, Kiss the Game Goodbye, I'm going to pick one of my favorite songs ever. Definitely my favorite song off the album. And we all know this line. Fuck the frail shit. Okay. <clears throat> we gonna make it. Whenever you feeling down, I know whenever I'm feeling down, that's one of my tracks to help me pick myself back up. Is we gonna make it. That's all you need to tell yourself, nigga. You gonna make it. Never mind that Alchemist destroyed that beat and Kiss and Styles did what they do. I have, you ain't saying nothing. Bruh, that song is one of the hardest songs ever. I mean, the way he started off on... That's how you do a track. You got to come in with... I mean, you got to punch the listener in the mouth with your words. And that's what fuck the frail shit does. Let you know he ain't about that bullshit. Fuck it. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to go... I'm going to go opposite you. I'm going to go... I'm going to go down and out. Killer Cam. 
Kanye West. I, like that, that to me that that reminded me of riding around in the in in Ralph's white Caprice, driving through the city, doing all sorts of stupid shit at seventeen. Like we used to play that shit at ignorant levels, and then we'll play What Is Love at ignorant levels. That Hathaway song, and then do the little stupid little head nod shit that we used to do out the window <laughs> in the hood. We used to be, we used to really be challenging niggas. <laughs> to do. Man, shout out but to yeah. Ralph and that Caprice. I remember all that shit. Man, man, good times, good times, good times, man. Give me a new school vibe of the week. So Nas album. Uh... Oh yeah, I can't wait. I, I, boy, let me tell you, I can't wait to sit down and listen to this. King's Disease Two. I mean, I mean, that nigga still got it. I, but again, I think when it comes to rappers aging, some age gracefully, Nas being one of them, some not so much. I'm going to say it, Eminem is, he, I don't think his music I'm going to disagree aged. with you. I'm going to disagree That's with you. That's fine. I, I was listening. This week I had a lot going on and I needed some some music that would channel the frustration and anger I needed to kind of get through. Okay. M got me through. I've been listening to his whole discography the last two days. That nigga got me through. You think his music aged well? It it got me through. (laughs) The emotions got me through. I understand we're talking lyrically. I understand the, the words that was played. And just like, just like, just like with the baby, there's certain things that were Acceptable then. 20 years ago that aren't acceptable now. Right. You know what I'm saying? That I mean, that's just because society grows, and I understand that. It's like when you watch an episode of Martin, there's a lot of shit going on in that show that is fucked up that you really shouldn't say. You now, don't even today. have to go back that far. The show The Office, you they couldn't do that today. Right. So that's why I'm saying all that to say, like, you gotta understand where society was when you listen to music and move forward. I Certain get shit that. is wrong. And that's just how I feel. No, no, you know what I'm I, I'm not, I get I'm that, not, and, and I, I agree with you. I understand the bias that it sounds that it, that may sound coming out of my mouth when I say it, but that's that. I'm just being real. No, I, and I agree with you. But what I'm actually referring to is Eminem rapping like newer stuff. Have you heard his newer material? I fuck with Eminem's newer material. You actually, I told you we already talked about Eminem's Eminem's last album that he released. It was fire. Well, okay, I can't speak on that. I just heard some of his features in a few songs, and it don't hit me the same. Like, he has on this new album, he has a song called EPDM2. Uh, EPD, EPMD2, I'm sorry. And Eminem and Eric Sermon is on this track. Eminem verse ain't the best, in my opinion. But anyways. I have to hear it first. Yeah, I, you have I, to hear I, it when I you, going, you, I when you hear it Eminem or fan. when Eminem the listeners hear it. Two or three. When you hear it and when the listeners hear it, please give me y'all opinion. But my song, my new vibe is uh, Composure featuring Hit Boy. I, to, I right now, that's Boy. my favorite song on the album. Okay. I'm going to listen to it. I'm going to listen to it this, this, this weekend, definitely. I'm listening to the whole album. I've been, I, when I finally broke down and listened to King's Disease, the first one, I was like, whoa, I was asleep on this shit. Yeah. Um. And that was right when I heard it had got nominated for a Grammy. And I hate that that that's what made me stop and listen to it. But it, I I did, and it was it was what it was. I could tell why it won a Grammy eventually. But I'm ready for the a King's Disease too. I'm I'm super ready for it. My new vibe of the week is a little on the other side of that. It ain't rapity rap. It's uh Normani featuring uh Cardi B, uh Wild Side. 
I know that's very much so like a Frank type of type of new vibe of the week. But for me, if anybody who knows me knows how much I love Aaliyah, right? Yeah. Aaliyah, whose, song, whose music is finally coming on Spotify, that means a nigga might have to actually pay for fucking Spotify so I could hear it. But um, I love Aaliyah. And this song is very much so inspired by Aaliyah. And that's why I fucks with it so hard. You want to know what's funny? Because you said it's more like a Frank song. Prior to me hearing this album, you want to know what my new vibe was going to be? What? Pussy Talk Remix. With Lil Wayne. Uh, who else is on that shit? It's Lil Wayne. I think 21 Savage is on that. I just know Lil Wayne killed his verse. And after hearing his verse, I was like, yo, I'm going to make this song the vibe of the week. But then Nas came through and saved me. Because I, cause I was getting ready to hear all the jokes and all the funny stares you was about to give me. I was like, you know, fuck it. I know he going to get on me, but whatever. Hey, it is what it is. You you wanted your pussy to talk. So, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> and all those in between and outside of those constructs, this has been another episode of the Samurai Professionals Podcast. I'm your host, Marvin, and the man to the right of me can only be... Mr. Pussy Talk himself. The F and F and D. Who else but me? I can only be who I say I be, Frank. Uh, I should know this shit by heart by now, but I don't. But I mean, uh, who cares, right? You can email us at care. the Samurai. <laughs> you can. E- I'm not even looking at it. Ready? You can email us at the Samurai Professionals Podcast. Send us topics, suggestions. What else? Go ahead. Go ahead. No, continue. Go freestyle it. Send us topic suggestions. And whatever, whatever. Yeah, y'all yeah, know it's the Samurai Pros at the Samurai Pros on Twitter and Instagram. You could hit us up with questions, topics, uh, or even comments or some shit like that. We do have some listeners that sent us uh, some listener questions. We will get to those next episode, I promise. Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram and now TikTok at I Can Only Be Frank. Marvin is consistent as hell. You can find him on all those platforms at Marvin X. Adams. This has been another episode of the Samurai's Professionals Podcast. We love y'all and peace. I know y'all heard the Samurai's with the S. I know y'all heard it, right? Y'all heard it. Y'all heard it. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>